Howdy, partner, and welcome to Your Fest, the rootin' tootin' podcast that's all about festivals. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined by my partner in crime and mustachioed co-host, Tommy Stewart. I can't believe I managed to get through that without fucking laughing. Oh, my days. <laughs> Enjoy that. Welcome, uh, to the, welcome to the Your Fest saloon. Oh, God. Right. You, you, you're, you're digging your heels in. We're doing this. Um, the, sh- the Sheriff of Festivals. Okay. Howdy, partner. Well, uh, don't, don't put on the voice. That's offensive. Okay. To, to our cowboy listeners um but if anybody <laughs> if anybody hasn't listened to this podcast before do you want to explain the whole concept to them yeah every week we invite a guest uh, to come on and give us their dream festival lineup it can be any band any artist any app from any place or time in history dead or alive uh, they pick three headliners and have to name the festival and give us a location sometimes we even talk about the food and the weather mad Beautifully done. And our guest this week is actress, musician, comedian, and general Twitter legend, Suze Kempner, who you might have heard on other podcasts or on her own podcast, Mystery on the Rocks. I'm very excited to talk to Suze. She is the queen of Twitter threads and is someone that's probably clinically addicted to Twitter. It's always good (laughs) to meet someone that's also very into it as well. I think we all are. I think all three of us are guilty of that, probably. But yeah, we did, but... we, uh, it, that would be a really boring thing to talk about when we should be talking about festivals. And I don't think we spoke about Twitter, did we? We talked mainly about, uh, uh, well, you'll see, but a particular band uh, come across. Uh, there's a lot of love for a particular band, but you'll see, you'll see. Stick with us. Yeah, stick with us. We'll get into it right now. This is episode... Six? Did I already call it seven? Fuck. This is episode whatever <laughs> of your fest with Suze Kempner. Yeehaw! Oh my god. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Yourfest and the Yourfest Planning Committee to Suze Kempner. Thank you very much for joining us, Suze. Thank you for having me and allowing me. The opportunity to create my festival have you ever created have you ever been on a planning committee before or like curated Ooh. a festival um no but i get to decide what food i get my cats that's sort like, of the same in this household i get to choose <laughs> what they eat so do they get do they get the good stuff or do they get are they they pampered? get it, it depends on how good day fiend <laughs> <laughs> what qualifies as what what qualifies as is the not being good what's a if, naughty cat right so brian may if she knocks the router off the windowsill that's bad if freddie mercury fights with brian may that's bad uh but if they get along and they don't scream at me at 4am oh good job guys big sack of go cat but uh, again, also, what what, yeah. what does screaming cats sound like as well Really do they, sound like, <laughs> <laughs> they go higher and higher as well. Yeah. Of meows. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Sorry. Very, so nice. Very nice. I'm a big, big fan of them being named after members of Queen. One of my cats is named after Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam. So oh, I'm a big cool, fan right. <laughs> of um, cats being named after musicians. Yeah. I once had a fish yeah. called Dave. So. Okay. Who's he named after? 
He was named after David Beckham. I was six at the time. <laughs> my sister's fish was called Zelda, and mine was just oh, called yeah. David. And, um, she De named after well, Robin Williams' De daughter. <laughs> well, <laughs> and after yeah, Shelley Rubenstein, the little woman from Poltergeist, too. <laughs> <laughs> but David, uh, David killed Zelda within like two days. And no then way! Oh, he, he he's just savage. lived on. Yeah, he just he just got bigger and just didn't die. Wow, ages. he's never going to captain England as a fish <laughs> no, with that attitude. No. That's not team player. Well, maybe he's just a, a relentless, ruthless winner. He just wanted yeah, out the true. competition within two days. But yeah, anyway, sorry Took to the if she's listening. Way. Yeah, <laughs> um, are you a fan of music festivals as a whole, or are they something you actively seek to avoid? Like uh, I like the idea of lots of music in a festival, but. I have never been to one other than to perform at one. <laughs> I mean, that's I fair enough. Choose to go. I think we've. I think that's solidly team Johnny on this one, Tom. Okay. <laughs> I like I, watching it on the TV. Yeah, I think watching it on TV, watching highlights on YouTube, is the way to go. You get, to, yeah. you know, you're not surrounded by other people, and you still get to enjoy the music. Yeah. And you still get to you go to your own toilet. That's the main benefit, I think. That is the main thing. Which one did you? Which one did you perform at? Uh, I've done Latitude and Love Box. Oh, nice. Uh, Do you remember Love Box? I don't know if it still even exists. I think yeah, it is. It's in London, Latitude isn't it? Year. Yeah, Love Box was in, like, oh, God, I want to say Victoria Park or something. I, I can't. It was eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Latitude. I think, I think, uh, I don't think there's a comedian that's come on this who hasn't spoke about latitude yet <laughs> okay is... yeah they do have any they're like their curation process is pretty minimal <laughs> <laughs> we've, been getting, we've been getting accusations that latitude are paying off comedians to get mentioned on this podcast so i think we should put that to bed it's just very popular it's just a very popular pod, uh, very popular festival with with comedians if latitude yeah. want to sponsor us though or I know if we're they open. Want to offer us if, if they want to offer us free tickets if Go and see, go and see Snow year. Patrol next year. Yeah, not doing like much this year. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Um, I bet, yeah, listen to this what? podcast and hand out some free tickets. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably ask this to people quite a lot because it's just something I keep talking to my mates about. But I, I still, like, and I don't want to get too into the whole Corona thing because we've generally tried managed to avoid it. Right. But I just don't. I, I just don't know if it. I can see festivals, festivals and gigs being back on as soon as next year. Because I, I don't know, unless yeah, there's like depends a... on the vaccine, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. If the vaccines want to perform at them, the festivals might come out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Two, yeah. Two shit yeah. jokes already. <laughs> one each. One each. Um, but I think it is difficult because how do you keep people separate and apart and how do you yeah. reduce the number of people that are going while still trying to get a good lineup and break even, I suppose, is the big issue. Um, yeah. This is why this podcast is so good. We don't have to care about finances or other people going there. Just as long as our curators are happy and the planning committee is happy, we're all good oh, to go. Great, great. Okay. It's Does that put your mind at ease? Were you going to book some like low-key acts and now you can book anybody you want? Yeah, I'm really chuffed with my lineup now. I now that I know that finances are not an issue. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Don't uh, like all, gamble and get a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with all that um with all that latitude money coming in, we're, uh, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty comfortable. Feeling good. <laughs> 
Um, so what's put you off going to festivals before? Is it literally the, the toilets, the camping? The... It, yeah, the toilets a bit. I'm not mad on camping. And like I never do any drugs. And I feel like if I went to a festival and didn't do any drugs, I'd just be there with people who were doing them and I'd be going, no, thank you. <laughs> and they like, I, you know, I, I don't, they can, they can, uh, they can get on with it. That's fine. But I would feel like, oh, I'm just sort of doing normal dancing on my own, and now it's one o'clock and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Also, that food at the street food, I can't, I can't buy a hot dog for a tenner. Where am I? A, a millionaire? <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're saving all that money on not buying drugs, I suppose. That's so maybe true. Can, yeah, I don't you, know how much a drug is. But... <laughs> one drug, please. <laughs> Hello, how much for a drug? If you have any, good sir. He <laughs> just gives me a hot dog. I'm like, I still spend a ten on a hot dog. <laughs> um, if you, if you, is, have any sort of festivals ever piqued your interest in terms of wanting to go, or is it just a flat out like glass? I don't like festivals, yeah. and Glastonbury is the one that makes me definitely not want to go to any. But then right. there's like smaller ones where it's like, eh, there's going to be less people there. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I I feel that's um just a real squares answer, isn't it? But no, I I don't think they're for me. And when I did Latitude last year, I didn't stay overnight, and I worry worried that I'd get there and go. I wish I was staying here the whole weekend now because one of the guys I was doing the we did a show together that I do the podcast with. Uh, he was going to stay there. We bought a tent and everything, and uh, I arrived, and within about. 15 seconds I'd gone, oh, I definitely want to drive home as soon as I've done my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and Latitude's one of the nicest festivals. It was, it was very nice, yeah. And and I really resent it. I ate like pad thai out of a um, tin takeaway box for about 10 fucking quid, you know. And I did resent every mouthful, like, oh, I could have made it myself. Like, you don't go to restaurants and stuff, that's how much food costs. But... <laughs> Yeah, just going to a restaurant and complaining to the chef. I could have made this cheaper at home. Hey, never... hey. <laughs> are the comedians at Latitude, are the comedians kind of like, uh, are they equivalent to, to the rock stars? You know, are they, ah. are they are comedians going around like, like bloody sniffing lines and <laughs> drinking I Jack Daniels know, and stuff? I mean, I, I, I didn't. But <laughs> I'm not I'm not asking for any gossip. I'm just, no, because no, the, but it, I'm seems, kinda... it seems like a festival where the comedians are almost equal to the to the band. Yeah, maybe. I, I guess I don't know, because I was only there for two and a half hours. <laughs> I, didn't really, I didn't see anyone. I didn't see anyone doing any uh, doing a drug or any or, or like more than one or like because you can do two at once, can't you? I didn't see anything like that. <laughs> and ibuprofen and a paracetamol. Yeah, if you mix <laughs> ibuprofen and paracetamol together, it does cure your headache. So yeah, but I didn't see that or anything. <laughs> um, so for your festival um yeah we're gonna need a location uh, having never been to been to a festival as a whole you can't really compare to british festivals to overseas one but are you staying in this country or are we going yes. somewhere sunnier staying here yeah and the venue is my back garden that's right. that's very <laughs> very specific yeah it's i just feel like this is a really good way to do festivals for the new era that we're now in. My back garden, I think you could probably seat 20, 
if you laid out all the chairs. <laughs> I think it's a really, really small, narrow garden, but at one end, there's a small patio area, which would be a stage. And I reckon, I mean, we've got six chairs and I think we could fit in 14 more chairs. Are people having to bring their own chairs? Oh, that'd be great, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be good. Bring your own chairs and we'll have 20 people watching. But then there's a balcony because my mum's bedroom looks out directly on the garden. And I think you could line up five people along the windowsill if they stand and look out. We open the windows, obviously. <laughs> so there's balcony seats. Um, we'd have to move my mum's bed, but that's okay. And so 25 can attend. But here's the kicker. Full online access to festival. Nice. So Very 21st century. Watch from home, which is the Very way that I like to watch a festival. <laughs> Great. But you're you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to attend though. You're gonna you're gonna have to. That's watch great. It live. That's great because I can go night everyone and go to my own bed. There'll be no one in my room because you can't see the garden from my room. <laughs> you can only <laughs> see it from my mum's bedroom and the bathroom, but the window doesn't open all the way. And but so some, maybe one person could lean out. It means there were, there's good plumbing as well. I won't have to put in any toilets because there's only a maximum twenty five at the festival. The longest you'd have to queue is maybe like five minutes if someone's had bad curry, but they haven't because I would provide good food at reasonable Are you prices. Yes. What's on, what's on the catering? What's on the um, menu? So you can get a platter of cheese and crackers for <laughs> fiver. Uh, there'll be communal lurpak. <laughs> Lots of knives. Wipe your own knife off. Uh, yeah, plastic, that's, that's ideally, good. for safety. Um, cheese and crackers platter five quid already everyone's going oh it's good value at this at Suze's festival um, we're also going to have uh, a big load of lasagnas that I've pre-made they will be going into the oven one by one throughout the day baked potatoes a <laughs> lot of baked potatoes uh, and for dessert I think I'm just going to have great big um, like I'll, I'll buy you know those huge drums you get at Christmas of like quality street roses? Get a bunch of them, fill a bin bag, and people can scoop up a. That's a oh, two, like that. that's, two pounds that's, that's scoop up. That's great. That's good. Yeah. That's better so, than doing a drug. Yeah, I think so. And if people want to do drugs, they can, but they w should bring their own. I'm not going to be providing them at my festival. But then festivals <laughs> don't provide them anyway. Do no, they, they don't. Yeah, they don't they don't provide their own chairs either. So if anyone no, wants to bring true. a chair to a festival. So, some, so there's six chairs. And are we are we sticking with the name Suzy's Festival or has it got a um Oh I called it Clastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> it's because yes. it's class and it, you can call it Clastonbury as well if you're from a different part of the nation. <laughs> if you're from the north. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, unfortunately so don't discriminate. I am. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It, Clastonbury is great because you will get to the ace bands, obviously. But what you'll also get in the garden is many neighbourhood cats visiting. <laughs> my cats are quite social. They'll be around. Neighbourhood cats will come down. You get to hang out. It's like a cat cafe, but, but it's also a banging festival. 
Is Dave the Amazing. Fish invited? Dave the Fish is invited. That's good news. Yeah. I don't, I don't oh. imagine he's still with us, to be honest. <laughs> no, fuck, fuck that little murderous shit. Well, I don't know. I feel like he grew strong. He should be president. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. at the big U-bend in the sky now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I, actually, weirdly, I asked mum when, when she flushed him down the toilet. I said, <laughs> mum, is, have, is heaven down the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> And what she says that she's just like, what do you say to a twenty-three-year-old kid? Yeah. <laughs> say, sure, sure yeah. it is, Tommy. Why don't you go down and have a look? <laughs> Mummy is heaven down the toilet is probably my favourite Smith song as well. So uh... <laughs> a thinly veiled um, attack on the land of toilets from the bigoted Morrissey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what sort of web are you thinking? Because some people, um, again, Ed Gamble, I'm referring to, but he wanted yeah. it 12 degrees. Most most 12 people, degrees? most most Why people 12? like it because he said he likes to wear. He doesn't like to wear summer clothes, and he really? likes to he likes to be able to wear a jacket and doesn't want to be too hot. So he said, "Oh, gotcha." Twelve is twelve is too cold for me. I think. For, yeah, yeah, for, that's for cold. my liking. Anyway, what what would your sort of weather be? Twenty-three degrees. Nice. Twice, almost twice as hot as yes. Ed Gamble's festival. That Not can go on the poster. <laughs> yeah, for for a festival that's twice as hot as what was what was Ed's called? Evil Picnic. Evil Picnic. Oh, that's good. That's, that's better than Clastonbury, but I've got better weather, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I, I'm a big fan of Clastonbury. Oh, Clastonbury. Good. Good. Thanks. Spread the word. <laughs> We're hoping it's going to be the biggest boutique festival of 2020. Going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and in terms of alongside the weather, what days of the week is this festival taking place? A Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because that way you've, you've still got your weekend free. Nice. I figured that would be nice for people to have a weekend. So you don't you, you don't think this uh, this festival justifies being being on a weekend? It's, it's, it's not <laughs> good enough for a weekend. I think it does because <laughs> people people like to get away don't they and a festival is hard work so book some time of work have yourself tuesday wednesday thursday you can go in monday and tie up loose ends you're <laughs> taking four days off and then you've got friday saturday sunday to recover from Clastonbury, and then monday you go back and refresh they go did you have a nice week and they you go yeah that was brilliant i saw great bands in a boutique festival um you wouldn't have heard of it <laughs> and they and then they can spend Monday just reliving the memories without having to catch up on sleep and feel like crap, you know. I met Brian May and Freddie Mercury. Yes, what? Exactly. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. A cat. Yeah, it all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. Yeah. But I think is this the first instance of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tom? Can you remember? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, is it? Um, that's good because yeah, you trail. Could bookend festivals if you wanted to you could do my festival then go to a friday saturday sunday festival and go to monday what? tuesday wednesday festival which we've had as well and oh then... that's okay yeah you could do the first night of um of that festival and then pop to mine <laughs> is this the second or third midweek obviously ivo's was monday tuesday wednesday right what was his reason it was um <laughs> there was there was a festival it was based at the same place as a festival he went to when he was a teenager and he didn't want to, I think he didn't want to kind of tread on their turf so they could still have the weekend. 
and then you okay. could go to both. You could go to his on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and I think, I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, what was it called? It's in St. Gallen. Open air. Um, open air St. Gallen, and it runs Thursday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So he wanted his to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it could go it bleed into their pre-existing festival. I see. There, there was reasoning behind it yeah, in the end. Yeah. In the end. <laughs> after <laughs> 10 minutes worth of, of panicking on Ivo's behalf. That's very funny. Um, he, he sounds like he doesn't need to worry so much about his festival. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that, yeah. but still. It was a good one. But, uh, well, let's do the first night or day. It's up to you. Let's uh, yeah. start with Tuesday. Who's your, who's your big headliner for Tuesday? The headliner for Tuesday. Uh, I think we'll start the festival off with a bang. It's Queen, original lineup. Drop of a hat, she's as really good. Paper as a pussycat. Momentarily out of action, temporarily out of class. She's absolutely right. Nice. Do you know I'm a Queen fan? Give my hat no, I have no idea. No. <laughs> what a giveaway. I think they I think the wonderful thing about Queen is yes, they were a stadium rock act with anthemic tunes, but if you put them on in a small space, I think you'd get a lovely intimate show from Freddie and the gang. And I can't wait for them to be joined on stage by my cats as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I did like yeah. the fact that you stressed it had to be the original lineup just in case you thought, <laughs> oh, she probably wants Adam Lambert there from uh, Adam American Idol. Adam Lambert can be there. He can come on for a duet, uh, <laughs> like when, like when Beyonce had. Um, who was it? She brought on Leona Lewis on X Factor. Oh, oh no! Oh, that was no. It was Alexandra Burke. She sang with <laughs> an X Factor, and it was TV, television's most iconic moment after. Oh, really? Lineup, Adam Lambert come on for a duet. Well, who was it? Beyonce was at Glastonbury and she brought on that guy. Yeah, I've, I've, I, and she, I've mentioned this. I mentioned this in this podcast before. I couldn't, <laughs> think, I couldn't think of his name. Wait, oh shit, what was it? Hang it's on, like, okay. um, it's a Bristol rapper, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, and apparently he slagged off Jay Z, so Beyonce brought him on stage to mug him off. <laughs> Oh my, was that tricky. why? It was tricky. She was like, here's, was my boy. She went, here's my boy, Tricky. And then he came on and just sort of went, um, do, 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 do. and then, yeah, she, then he went off again it. and everyone went, who the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, it was so weird. It was so weird. <laughs> apparently she did it to mug him off. <laughs> there was no Alex when Alex went up with Dave at Glastonbury. 
Dave the rapper, not, oh. not Tommy's fish. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> oh, that fish got around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam Lambert can be this tricky. He wouldn't be. He's really, really good. So he'd be great. <laughs> Weirdly, the other day I was, um, I was watching, because Queen seems to be something, Queen Live, just at any period, is something I'll drunk watch. Um, yeah. With uh, with my housemates, uh, but I was watching when George Michael does. It's on the concert for Freddie. Or, you, yes. you know when he's passed away. Somebody and to George, love. George Michael does somebody to love. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, that's just a request. I'm not going to take anything away from Elton John, but he, he doesn't sound like he used to, does he? No, he's gone very club, uh, club singer. She had Celine Dion singing in it, and then she's like, and now Elton John, and he was like, <laughs> it was so like horrible. Never sung before. I know, I also, know. Also, have you heard Meatloaf recently? No. He had an incredible voice, and I can remember Meatloaf still having an incredible voice in recent years. And then there's a concert of him singing, and he's like, it's like he's never sung before in his life. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you heard? Know? Have you heard the guy from um, Puddle of Mud singing Nirvana oh, as well? Yes. Oh my words! It's like he wanted his neck to burst. He was like, I can do this. And you can see the rest of the band going, oh, shit. And <laughs> Metallica, Metallica doing, well, yeah, the, the good one about the Puddle of Mud one is you can literally see one of the members is trying not to laugh. Like, he's just, <laughs> I mean, the bass is just like, <laughs> and th there's another great one. There's another great one, which I, I only saw for the first time the other day. But it's Metallica doing, uh, and it's just the bass playing. What the bass playing guitar player? They're doing 
when doves cry and it's like like oh, an acoustic no. sort of thing but in a stadium so they still got their it just reminded me of me and my brother when we were jamming in my room when I was right. like 13 he was 11 he had his bass and me my guitar yeah but no drums or anything it's just their guitar and bass and it's just and I'm a massive Prince fan. Prince is like my favorite. And it's just yeah, like, Prince is amazing. Well, we still have trouble. <laughs> this one, it's alive. <laughs> and it's not even oh. like, oh. yeah, the, the lead singer, what's his name? Johnny James. Um, James Hetfield. Yeah, he's not there. Um, right. Drummer, what's what's the drummer called? Lars Ulrich. Do you want me to go through the whole band? <laughs> <thing? laughs> Well, it's not well. They're the, they're the they're the famous ones, and they're not even there. So they've obviously just yeah. gone like, we're going to go and have Leave a piss, to or, it. or have a cigarette, like let do them a have drug. moment. <laughs> a do oh, a drug. Let's go do a drug. Come on, Lars. Awful. Let's go do do a drug. And let's go Lars close goes. down Napster and do a drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do two drug at the Lars, same time. Yeah, Lars, I'm going to do two drugs. <laughs> 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 Getting back to Queen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen them live with either you know Adam Lambert or Paul Rogers? Oh, yes, because on 27th of June I had tickets, but no, because it got cancelled. Uh, <laughs> no shit. queen for me. I was going to see them without Lambert, and that would be the first time I'd ever seen them live. Although I've sung Barcelona on stage at a Freddie Mercury benefit that they were at. Wow. So that's, that's, so essentially they've seen me live. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> exact words were thank you for doing this so <laughs> you've got a cat Are who you... can talk <laughs> wow she talks to me with her eyes while I, kicking the I, router off the windowsill how come you did barcelona not that it's a bad song just out of interest <laughs> it's a freddie mercury song yeah no it's yeah it's, it's a great song it's just yeah. uh it's not the most obvious Choice, it, was big, it was a big show we all and they were like uh they had on it it's also singing it was mark martell who does a lot of freddie singing in the bohemian rhapsody movie it's all either uh. it's all either actual recordings of freddie or mark martell like it's not rami malik singing uh, but mark martell is the only guy i've ever heard who sounds just like freddie so wow. he was doing it. He did like he did some weird ones. He did like Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon, which is a weird little album track that sounds like a musical, but he sounds just like him doing that song. So I guess he went, I'm gonna do Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. Or it isn't I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've I've read it so many years ago and I've always kind of maintained that it's true. But isn't is it true that Don't Stop Me Now is written about the manager buying him like a hundred rent boys after a gig in Brazil. <laughs> that's the rumor. The um, I think that's like an exaggeration because what it's actually about is him just going, "Fucking hell, I found the gay scene and it's amazing." <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's, it's about it. So it is about him going around snorting and fucking everything, but <laughs> but it's not about him being bought a hundred rent boys. <laughs> Shoot 
<laughs> they did have, they had a, they, they like hired a dwarf who covered themselves in cooked meat and would lie under the meat and every time someone at the party went and got a bit of the meat off to eat, the dwarf would go, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> Fuck. That was Roger Taylor's idea. That was nothing to do with Freddie Mercury. He, they obviously were like, you can hire this for your party. And then they went, let's do it. <laughs> That's, One of those things where I think if you have that amount of money, what are you going to spend it on? Exactly. You must oh, What are you going to do? Buy 10 drugs? Get <laughs> <laughs> yourself one guy who lies under meat and goes, whoa. It's one drug, Michael. How much could it cost? $10? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, well, they've probably, they've bought, they've bought all the fucking drugs. Like, is there any more drug we can buy? And they're like, no, you've bought That's all the drugs. Exactly. Right, what's next? A dwarf. Yeah. Uh, what no, is your... What's, what's your favourite Queen song or album? My favourite Queen song is um, March of the Black Queen of Queen 2. Nice. It's killer. It's Bohemian Rhapsody before Bohemian the song Bohemian Rhapsody could have been. <laughs> it's even weirder than Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> and that's saying something because Bohemian Rhapsody, I think we talked about it with, um, we talked about it before with right. uh, The Chain and Fleetwood Mac and oh, yeah, to a certain song. extent uh, Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. Right, yeah. They start off as one song and then turn into something completely different. Yeah. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is very much of that. I think probably the archetypal song where it's just so many different genres thrown in together in one song mm. that you you can listen to a different part and it sounds like start at a different point and it sounds like a completely different song to a different part of it yeah definitely yeah but yeah it comes together as a whole it's like a six minute opera is is bohemian rhapsody the first queen song you can remember hearing because i think it's uh, probably i think it's probably mine because it's so out there i because i, cause I grew up with some queen in the house uh i think <laughs> my earliest memory of a queen song is killer queen which i used to sing aged four and that's wrong oh. <laughs> singing like a four-year-old going then again it's a deadly if you're that way inclined <laughs> like, you don't know what you're singing about you're, you're singing about filth <laughs> oh mine's he's uh... as willing as <laughs> <laughs> mine was uh mine's radio gaga Ah. Where, yeah, my mum's a massive Queen fan, so I always oh, remember it was it, 
we have the vinyl of you know the queen greatest hits um and the vinyl of that and thriller so the first Mm -hmm. one two of the first songs i remember was from when i was like three or four was thriller and and radio gaga And kids, kids love that because, like, it's essentially baby talk anyway. Like radio. That's Gaga. it. Well, yeah, it uh, literally was. Was it Roger Taylor song uh, that he heard one of his kids over the um, uh, what do they call it? You know, the walkie-talkie, the baby monitor. He could hear them making noises, and he just was like, "Radio Gaga." <laughs> it's this really cool song about how nostalgia for the radio now that we've got MTV. It's yeah. Some of Queen's yes. songs are weird, like. I remember hearing Bicycle Race and about five years ago, I went, what is Bicycle Race? Like they must've really meant something. I wonder what their process was. I wonder what the Bicycle Race is alluding to. And I looked it up and uh, they went, they said, oh, we wrote Bicycle Race after watching some of the Tour de France. (laughs) 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 Literally about Bicycle Race. (laughs) It's so innocent. I love it. One of those things where you like, I think we've talked about this before, but like GCSE English literature where you're like told, to, what's the hidden meaning behind this subtext? And half the time you're thinking, you probably just wanted it to rain. You probably just liked it raining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's exactly. no real hidden stuff. You just wanted to write about a bicycle race in the Tour de France. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Um, who, has, who has more Queen knowledge, you or John Robin? John is definitely the bigger Queen nerd of the two of us, yes. <laughs> He knows everything. He's got two copies of a book called Queen in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> Is he not giving you one? You know, I could, one can I? I could, I bet I could borrow it, but he don't, I'm sure he'd want it back because you've got to have both copies, haven't you? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got double copy of Queen in Cornwall. And I That's said, what's amazing. it about? He went, it's about when Queen did some gigs in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> as simple, as straightforward as uh, what Bicycle Race is about. Um, right, well, I'm a queen in your back garden with little furry Freddie Mercury. And, yes, and many. Um, big furry Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And big furry Freddie Mercury sounds great. So let's yeah. move on to uh, Wednesday. What's your, what's your Wednesday? So on Wednesday night, it's a, oh, there's a party kicking off. Get ready, guys. It's Beyonce. Nice. Yay. Beyonce, but no Tricky. Oh, <laughs> how disappointing. No, tricky will not <laughs> attend. And um, yeah, it's like, oh, I- was only coming for Tricky, me. I'm afraid he won't be there, but hey, who knows who might pop up in Queen's show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, so you remember, I remember, knowing who Beyonce was for years, obviously, and thinking, yes, she's fine, whatever, Beyonce. And then the Glastonbury uh, mm-hmm. headline set she did was on TV in 2011. And I was yeah. in my flat in Clapham uh, with my two flatmates. And we were like, had to, we had to hold each other because it was so good. We were like, oh my, oh my God, it's so fucking good. 
And then I have what I think I've watched that about oh, twenty times over the years. It's so good. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Do you know Beyonce's really good? Sorry to be controversial, yeah, but I think she's really good. <laughs> she's fucking amazing. I, 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 I often go back to. She's got potential, this Beyonce kid. Yeah. Uh, Watch out. I, she's going to be a big deal. I often go back to. Um, so when Coldplay did the Super Bowl, and then they oh, bring yeah. on, and I, I, I don't go over there so uh, often, but I, I go back to when they they bring on Beyonce and Bruno <laughs> Mars to, to do. Uh, Crazy in Love and um, God, what was Uptown Funk? They did, didn't Upt they? Yeah, they do that collaboration, and she's yeah. got all her crew, and he's got all his, and they're doing like a face-off thing. And, this, and this it's Martin, one of my like... most what? Yeah, and then he <laughs> ruins it at the end. Yeah, because it's just it's just those two for ages dancing off and singing off. Oh yeah, because she she does formation, doesn't she? That's yeah. What she does. And that's um, good. Which and I I think that's one of my most watched things on YouTube. She yeah, she's amazing. What a, like she is in 50 years, well, she'll probably still be alive, but in 50 years, people <laughs> will be like going, Oh, you've got to see Beyonce's Glastonbury set from 2011. 100%. Although they probably won't, they'll go, Oh, you've got to see Beyonce's 2025 show. She did. <laughs> Here yeah. it is, it's so good, and they can play it in the air because it'll be 50 years time, they can just put it in the air and they can project it onto all the pollution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's a statement. What Do you I think said. people in like 50 years time will look back on Beyonce in the way that we look back on like a lot of the soul, like Aretha Franklin Ooh, sort yeah, of probably. Motown people? Yeah, like Motown greats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think, I think almost, uh, well, all things aside with Michael Jackson, but I think she's mm -hmm. more, <laughs> but I think she's like that that sort of level of pop star, oh, you know, like she, Prince I've, sort right. of level. So I think Prince is, I think Prince Bowie is Bowie level almost, you know. Yeah. I think Prince Go is on, much sorry. better than Michael Jackson. Um, and I agree. I like, it's quite easy for me to say that because I was not a Michael Jackson fan even when I was eight. Because when I was eight, that's when the first um, case was. I know it never went to yeah. trial, but the, he settled it out of court. That's when that first case with that first guy who came forward was. Uh, and my mum just went, Michael Jackson's a paedophile. A paedophile is someone who has sex with children. And I was eight and I was like, that is bad. And uh, <laughs> I never liked him. So, but now, wow. so it's easy for me to be like, I can't stand Michael Jackson. But now if I, I'm in a, like, a bar or whatever, sometimes I'll be going like, talking to someone and be like, yeah, yeah. And then go, oh shit, it's Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, and I heard it and I, I subconsciously danced to it because it's so good. 
it's good that well it's good that you hadn't cancelled so so early I in the night well I, yeah i fucking didn't i i, <laughs> I, I didn't even i i barely i barely knew about that stuff like i i was right. so i think i was so obsessed with him that i just both him and prince but yeah. i was so obsessed with him i kind of until until the documentary I oh kind God, of, that you know, put it in, put it yeah. in the back of my mind, really. And the same with, I did the same Woody Allen, and now I can't watch Woody Allen film. I know um, it makes it gross, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, please don't tell me you were one of those weird kids that um, knew all the Michael Jackson dance routines and had the hat and glove and stuff. No, no, not that bad. Like, <laughs> uh, were you a fan of Beyonce when she was in Destiny's Child, or is it more when she sort of... Oh, like I just thought, oh, they're fine. Um, they weren't really on my radar. It was only when I saw her in 2011 do Glastonbury that I went, oh, she is a mega talent. She's like a talent for the ages. Um, so I, yeah. Uh, and after that, like, I, I, she's one of the few acts that I'd go and pay to see live, which is such a strange thing to say, but I, I would never, I'd never go and see live music. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's, it's in your so back garden. expensive. Yeah, unless it's on in my back garden, that's why this festival is going to be amazing. But I would, like, I feel like if Beyonce came over and was like, she's playing the O2, I'd go. Yeah, they will, the thing with um, Dusty's Child, they were just kind of omnipresent through our kind of, through the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. And Beyonce was this obviously really talented and yeah. beautiful and cool person, but yeah. she was, she was kind of, you know, she was in bloody gold member. She was in Austin Powers. And <laughs> yes. she was she was just like this sort of Yeah, she was just there and she was great. Yeah. But the, but it wasn't I, I think especially with the UK public, it wasn't until that um till that Glastonbury performance mm, that shaped mm -hmm. totally altered her perception that Definitely. we have as a kind of I don't know, took her more seriously, I suppose. Yeah. I think Kelly Kelly Rowland, I think, came out with was Dilemma released before Crazy in Love, and that was absolutely massive. Yeah, and she yeah. with Nelly, and she looked like she was going to be that maybe the breakout person yeah. from Destiny's Child, and then be, and then Crazy in Love happened, and then everything happened after that. year I went to uni crazy in love and 2003 I think and uh yeah I can remember Freshers Week it was like it was every other song was crazy in love <laughs>
it also has one of the best lyric lines in the world, which is my texture is the best fur since chinchilla, which <laughs> Jay-Z delivers beautifully. Um, I didn't know that. Um, what Poor Michelle, though, like she's not even had a mention yet, has she, bless her? Well, What's she, up she to? was on Strictly. She did, Was um, she? <laughs> she was on Strictly, yeah. Not even oh. the American one, she was on Strictly here. She did them. Um, oh, God. She did loads Why of gospel so albums sad? as well. Uh, oh, did she? Yeah, she, I think she released a lot of gospel stuff, like Christian I'm sure she's music. fine. I'm sure she's fine. Yeah, she's, she's probably, probably living really off good. those royalties. Yeah. And also, she's probably really talented, but she's just not Kelly, Rowland or Beyonce. And the fourth person that was in Destiny's Child in the Is 90s, who no one seems to... There was four in the oh, 90s. The Pete Best. Shit, there was. The Pete Best. <laughs> <laughs> the Pete Best of Destiny's Best. Child. <laughs> It was, it was it was it was a very regrettable time of his career if you were like, <laughs> get the like pictures. He, he, they were like we don't need you anymore pete and he went always the bridesmaid <laughs> <laughs> yeah um pete best <laughs> bless him um would you have jay-z I've... come out with with beyonce would you have loads of guest stars because yeah she's like he'd come ultimate. out and he'd do a 15 minute TED talk about how sorry he was for ever cheating on her. How dare he? <laughs> but if you didn't cheat on her, you'd never have lemonade. So that's true. Chicken Thank and egg. She's a masterpiece. Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine cheating on Beyonce. Like, who do you think you are? It's like Prince Charles cheating on Diana. Yeah, it's mental. Hey, it who do you think you are? <laughs> who yeah. do you think you are? Royalty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, do you remember? Do you remember when the whole footage happened when uh, Solange um, and she's smacking yeah. in the lift? I'm, I'm a big Solange, Solange fan as well. She's, she's, she's cracking, brilliant. isn't she? Because how difficult to be Beyonce's sister and yeah. you're just, you're never going to, you're either going to have to be exactly the same or just not as good. And she went, oh, I'll, I'll just do neither. I'll be completely different. Really yeah, good. yeah. She, she did like the whole, she, she's very like, you know, she's very hipster and like, you know, very mm. pitchfork, pitchfork crowd and very critically applauded and yeah. critically lauded, sorry. Um, but just just as good, but in such a different yes, way. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was, I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> this, is, this is probably a bit of a blind spot of mine, but have Beyonce mm. and Solange ever collaborated like formally and properly? Oh, I saw them do, Solange comes on in Homecoming, in their yeah. Homecoming concert. And they do a bit together, don't they? But I don't. They haven't released a song, have they? Not that I can think of, no. But I'm, I might be wrong. Um, they should be allowed to do Scream. <laughs> the Janet. Yeah, Jackson yeah. One. They should just do it, and then we can all enjoy it again. <laughs> it's, your, it's your festival. You can have. You can. You can arrange oh, okay. that if you want. Okay, right. So about a third of the way through her set, she goes, "I want to introduce to you my sister, Solange Knowles." And she comes out, and they sing Scream. And, go, and all yeah. the 25 people at the festival go. Then <laughs> Tricky I, tries I, to get on stage and it's all. <laughs> Tricky all tries to crowd surf. <laughs> you bought a ticket. No, I don't. It, it doesn't look like they have. No, I don't yeah. think they have. Because um, you but think yeah, that would they, be they've, a... did, they've done it live together. Go on, sorry. Mm. You think that'd be your first port of call, really, wouldn't it? You've got a telephone number. She's your friend on Facebook. Just send yeah. her a quick message and get involved. I wonder what Beyonce's just... name on Facebook is. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce Bowles. She's not really mixed it up that much. She's like, no one will find me. I, well, I, I think I, I think the thing with Solange, it'll be like the whole um, 
the whole thing of forging her own sort of path. She, mm -hmm. She's probably just said, like, I don't want to, yeah, let's not kind of step on each other's territory because I, I don't want to make it look like I don't know, music industry nepotism. That's what yeah. I'm guessing because she's mm. formed su such a, her own artistic identity, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I'm speaking for her there, who knows, but um, <laughs> who knows? Um, who knows? <laughs> fucking hell, sorry. Right. That's uh, actually quite good. They could call that was quite good. that. <laughs> and the picture on the front is just the two of them going like, like every comedian they could be holding a mic i've got a mic they could be holding a mic and going scratching their head like every comedian's poster in edinburgh what yeah like back to back but then that but then their follow-up would have to be them with like a mask on that said cancelled because that's all the follow-up comedians follow-ups to the Edinburgh shows yeah. are. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, the only right-wing comedian in the UK's. <laughs> there's, yeah, yeah. there's only one of them, and also fifty of them. Same with Glenn when he did that episode of the IT Crowd, and so many people oh. pushed pushed him so far back. His wife left him, and he has to make yeah. forget a carbonara on his own. It's amazing, isn't it? It's like ten years in the making. This he he went from. Basically, two years ago, Graham Linehan could get a series greenlit, even if it was the biggest budget ever. And, you know, if he wrote a sitcom, it could... It, it Count Arthur Strong, absolute dog shit. And yeah, then got it yeah. Like, two, and it went in from that, and then two years later, nobody will hire him to write anything. Were we chatting about this like a couple of weeks ago, Tommy, where I sent you the big list of everything he was involved in? It's like, how the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Five factors. Like, didn't he... Um... Wasn't he involved with Motherland, which was like greenlit about yeah, three his years wife, ago? Yeah, his wife, uh, it's his wife's show, basically. And he's not writing on the second series. <laughs> What's his wife's brother called? Not Peter, the other one that absolutely hates him. There's, there's one oh. that always subtweets him on Twitter. Oh, um, her brother is Peter Serafinowicz. But he? there's another, there's another oh. brother as well, and he oh, always really? like subtweets about Glyn, uh, Glyn oh, around. Twitter. I love drama that doesn't involve me. I'm gonna find. It's good out if you go and find. <laughs> out, but um, I, th I think I, I imagine that whole bit about Glyn is going to be cut. Uh, but, it will um, be, yeah. 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 But uh, the stuff. What, what did we, What did? What was he involved in? The day to day. I'm Alan Partridge. Uh, Brass Eye. Yeah, Father Ted. Father Ted. I, Father Ted. I like, early I think yeah. like. IT crowd good. Yeah. Um, big train is ridiculously big good. Big train's amazing. Yeah. And it just yeah, imagine just train. having and getting so upset by one episode that you hate trans people. When someone was someone sent me a like this chart that someone's made where it's like over here you've got not transphobic at all, and then you've got oh, uh, but women only spaces should exist, and it goes on and on and on. And the yeah. very end is only only talking about. Um, trans women for 18 hours a day and it went JK Rowling is here <laughs> <laughs> she's so close to being going full glinner <laughs> but it's like people always make the point with JK Rowling that she's like is she a billionaire or is she just a multi multi-millionaire I, I think she's closer to billionaire than just one million <laughs> yeah sure. imagine having all that money and still letting your brain rot live on yeah. Twitter and sit there going I'm being attacked day after day on Twitter and you go if you really believe that there is a way you can stop it by not being on Twitter. You don't need to be there. But then she couldn't be martyred elsewhere, could she? No, Harry Potter's no. shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this world's way better. <laughs> it's way funnier and it's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> so 
Closing out the festival on Thursday, who's the big headliner? Our headline act at Clastonbury is, oh, Bette Midler. <laughs> oh. oh, take your seats, oh. everybody, and welcome to the stage, Bet Midler, because <laughs> the festival is for only 25 attendees. It's an yeah. intimate space. We're going to hear the bitchiest stories and the <laughs> coolest tracks from the original entertainer, Bet Midler. Still smashing it. Is she the original? She's the original, she the original? entertainer. Okay. <laughs> it went her and then whoever then Beyonce. And then Beyonce, yeah. And then Adam Lambert at the end. And then Adam Lambert. <laughs> and then Tricky. <laughs> Trick, tricky very much the modern day Bet Midler. I've always yeah. said that. Yes. This is, I think this is the most coverage that Tricky's possibly ever, <laughs> ever, ever had. Had since 1999, yeah. Yeah, yeah good for you, Tricky. Um, so how did, how did you first discover Bet Midler? Because she, obviously she's not someone that I think has been a huge part of modern music. Well, sat to my right, being very quiet and good, apart from when she came in and boiled the kettle, and she's just bought herself a pair of very nice new boots, I see. (laughs) (laughs) They were given to her um, for horse riding. See the horses? Yeah. She she bought that painting in Wilcoast. Uh, Anna Kempner is here, and she had on double cassette in our car the Divine Miss M, the Bette Midler album, and... Oh, it was so good, and I listened to it loads growing up. I I thought you were about to say Bette Midler is sat next to you in a <laughs> sat to, next to me. Imagine if I tube. turned my camera. <laughs> it's just Anna Kendler. She hides. She doesn't like being on camera. It's not being recorded, Mum. Just wave hello. Oh, hello. Pathetic. Lovely to see <laughs> We're using the same microphone as well, which is always. Ah, <laughs> I can't go wrong with your little blue snowball. Um, yes, Anna Kendler, huge Bette Midler. Uh, supporter and I then oh I've only seen two things at the O2 once was the 25th anniversary of Les Miserables because my brother was in it and I got a ticket and um, who did your brother and, play uh, <laughs> he was ensemble in that but he'd uh. been on the tour with it um, and I saw so friends work for Live Nation and they said listen we're trying to just fill the whole stadium and we there's about 200 seats left unsold for Bette Midler. Would you like one? They're £2.50 each. So I went to see Bette Midler for £2.50, but no one would buy them. It's so weird. So I bought two and took my friend Matt, who doesn't care about Bette Midler at all, and we had to sit right in the gods, and the view was terrible. So you can see why people weren't willing to spend the, I think it was like 80 quid. And there was no one around us. So we were just sat there and we talked through the whole thing, but it didn't matter. But we shut up when she sang Stay With Me from the Remember, remember I'm asking you, begging you, oh, 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 o
one of the best things I've ever seen straight slash heard. Could barely see it, oh, but I heard why? it. So, oh, Bette Midler doing an intimate show where she's not just an ant on a stage in my garden. It's going to be great. I took it yeah. to a festival £2.50 just to... <laughs> my tickets are £2.50, uh, but I want to sell out the whole thing and make myself a cool £80. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah. I do. I, um, she, does, she does send in the clients, doesn't she? She does um, a lot of great covers. Her best cover, which is it's underrated, she does a Tom Waits song called Shiver My Timbers. And uh, she, for me, the Divine Miss M does the definitive version of Shiver My Timbers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> She she's on she does send in the clients on Simpsons, doesn't she, with her costume? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, could they just cry at the end? <laughs> yeah. Send in the clowns. Those daffy, laffy clowns. Send in those soulful and doleful schmotes by the bowlful. Clowns. You want Krusty to come on stage with her at the uh, yes. your festival? Oh my god! I think yeah. it's pretty obvious that I do. Yeah, Krusty, come, <laughs> Krusty the Clown comes on and they they sing, uh, "Send in the clowns, tears of a clown." They do the whole. They do like a clown medley. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone goes nuts in the garden. Everyone's just like, ah, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" Um, it's it's, a, it's a very to... guest heavy. Uh, no, that's fine. No, it's just—it's funny because I—I'm—I absolutely love that song. I love her version of it, and yeah, I'll have—I'll have like party playlists or whatever, and then in the middle of it, or or like driving playlists with me and my brother in the car, and in the middle of it, sending the clowns <laughs> and just come on, just really, yeah, really solemn and oh, uh, that's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Again, it's one of my go-to like drunk watches on YouTube. I'll just yeah. What you just like to song. watch? Sending the clowns. Yeah, I love her her singing it. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I might have to great. check out her version. I can't picture it. It's great. No, the Streisand version. You uh, what? you mentioned you mentioned at the start of when we when you announced Bette Midler, yes. um, that you enjoyed some of her stories. Was she telling those when you went to see them at the O2? Not in no, the... it's Streisand. I'm get ignore me, ignore it me. It's Barbara Streisand when she's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've come to care about you. Yeah. Sorry, and I'm Dame Judy Dench does it as well. That's it. <laughs> yeah, Dame Judy Dench at the end of her version, she goes, "Don't bother." Don't bother. They're here. They're yeah. here. <laughs> Don't bother. Yes, he does. <laughs> Taking so, nothing yeah. away from it because everyone talks about it as if it's a masterclass, which it is an acting masterclass. But isolate the bit where she just goes, "Don't, don't bother." bother. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to put that on top of this <laughs> <laughs> of you, you and her saying it together. <laughs> oh, wonderful scenes! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. Go on. Sorry. Oh no, I was just saying it was. Uh, the stories that she would have told when you saw her at the O2, mm. um, or did she just stay stay in with the music? She did tell some stories, but because the O2 is so massive, it could never have that intimate feel. So I think 
on the patio, that's when we're going to get all the goss. I think she'd be quite like Kathy Griffin, who, P.S., Kathy Griffin's performing. <laughs> she's uh, in, the, okay. she's cool. in the comedy tent, but the comedy tent is just like an hour of the day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the patio. Um, yeah, I think she'd be quite candid. I think she'd spill the beans on Manilow. Oh, <laughs> what was it like to work with Manolo? And then she spill all the beans. Oh, I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to. I'd love to hear the beans on Manolo. <laughs> Some good Manolo goss. Beans on Manolo <laughs> is a uh... <laughs> title of title of my new podcast. Beans on Manolo. Poster is like it's you going, Whoa. but then you've cut Barry Manolo's face. It's like bad poster shop. <laughs> just hold it, holding a can of Heinz beans in the other hand. Like <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> um, read, we've sorted your Edinburgh shows out for the next five years, Tommy. There, superb. Yeah, I can't wait to see all of them. <laughs> There's um, don't bother. <laughs> Dave, Dave the fish beans on Manolo. <laughs> all the hits. All the hits. <laughs> Uh, Suze, what what's she um what's the last song of the whole festival? What, what's she finishing the whole thing on? S stay with me, just stay like at, me, just yeah. like at the end of the rose. She's going to sing "Stay with Me" and then she's going to collapse as if from a heroin overdose, like at the end of the rose. But yeah. instead of dying, she'll get back up and do an encore. But it's "Stay with Me" again. <laughs> <laughs> She, she, hey mum laughed at that mum enjoyed that she? she is so sick of my shit <laughs> she's enjoying that I have a, I have a story Thanks, along mom. those lines but my uh, someone I know went to see they, three of a kind played at their um, freshers week and they came on stage and they played baby cakes baby Which was baby cakes. You just don't know. Just don't know. <laughs> oh, no. um, and they said, right, um, okay. They finished that one and they went, this next song's our new single, and the whole crowd booed. So they just played baby <laughs> they just played baby cakes again. <laughs> oh. My friend uh, had at their freshest awesome. fair, it was Craig Charles DJing. And um, oh. he went, he said, Hey guys, he, I don't know what song he played, but he went, Hey guys, if you like that song, I think you're gonna really like this one. And he played the same song again. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I like it. I've I've actually seen I've seen him DJ live twice. Oh really? Uh, he's 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 absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, good. If he's if he's in the mood, yeah, if he's nice. in the mood, because he's he, he knows his stuff, like he knows yeah. his his soul and funk music and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, but, he, he sounds like, because he's a DJ on Six Music now, isn't he? And it sounds yeah. like it's such a dream job for him. He has the best life. <laughs> yeah. He DJs at um, Band on the Wall in Manchester. He DJs at mm. Band on the Wall quite a lot, I think. Uh, okay. It's, it's what, that's what I went to. I've been to those nights. It's like once uh, It's like once a month at the end of the month, but he's great. He's just always knocking yeah. around me. I, I work in Media City as well. He's just right. always knocking around, I usually see. at the pub. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he had such an odd career, though. Like he was in yeah. Coronation Street. He was in Red Dwarf. He, he presented Robot Wars. Yeah, yeah he would beat Takeshi's like. Castle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Takeshi's Castle. My friend was messaging me the other day. My friend works at UK TV uh, mm -hmm. for Dave, 
and he was had to he was having to watch a rerun of loads of reruns of Taskmaster for stuff, and he was oh, saying like, right. um, where Alex Horn talks about how he's been watching box sets of the right stuff. And he's like, <laughs> sometimes he gets to the end of one episode and think, I really want to an- watch another right stuff. <laughs> it's so Moorish. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Tommy, do you want to go through um, Susie's lineup for Clastonbury? <gasps> yeah. So. <laughs> Suze Cameron, your festival is called Clastonbury. The weather mm. is going to be a nice uh, double at Gambles at 23 degrees, 23. almost double. Um, so the festival is on a Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. So people have their weekends free. Tuesday, we're opening up with Cream, Cream, Queen. <laughs> Not cream. Um, cream are opening for Queen. <laughs> They're doing Sunshine yeah. of Your Love with Robert De Niro smoking a cigarette, like in Goodfellas, that bit where he does that. He's like... That's a great show. Okay, we'll we'll, have, we'll, we'll shoehorn that in. Um, De Niro's I'll guest give, thing is cigarette smoking De Niro. <laughs> great. I'll I'll give Clapton a ring. So it's it's Queen and Queen and Friends, uh, the original lineup. But Adam Lambert does get a little uh, cameo at some yes. point, and joined by uh, the cats of the neighbourhood. Uh, yeah. Most most. Uh, I mean, primarily your cats, uh, Freddie mm-hmm. Mercury and Brian May. Yeah, they're um, swinging by. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday is Beyonce, Queen B, uh, with yeah. our, with all all the all the hits, all the guests. Uh, Jay Z apologising for fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be really good. Solange making an appearance and Destiny's Child making an appearance on Thursday to close the festival. We've got Bette, Bette Midler telling the bitches stories and the, yeah. playing the coolest songs. And she will finish the whole festival on Stay with Me. Collapses as if from a heroin overdose, but gets back up to do Stay With Me again. Yes. Uh, Suze Kempner, thanks for coming on your fest, and thanks for having us at Clastonbury. Thank, Thank you, you very for much. attending. The other 23 attendees also say thanks. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget to take yourself a punnet of Cadbury's roses on your way out. <laughs> and don't forget your chair. No, don't forget your chair, because I will keep hold of it for next year's Clastonbury. Thank you. <laughs> That was episode six of Your Fest with Suze Kempner, a, a jolly good hoedown for all the cowboys out there. Oh yeah, when we, we our cowboy listenership listenership figures must be going through the bloody roof right now after 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 our new you know our change of direction. Giddy up, partner! We're we're heading in a new direction. We just lassoed a bloody good guests onto this podcast. Don't take the piss! Come on. Ah. Uh, for- <laughs> but that was that was another great festival i think we um enjoyed the the sudden turn into beck middler at the end it took us both by surprise i think yeah and um the embarrassment i had with getting a mixed up with um barbara streisand for five minutes but um great festival and especially loved Suze's nerdiness and knowledge about queen because uh i've been listening to some of the things she recommended that I'd, as a kind of casual Queen Queen fan, never heard before. Uh, so yeah, great. You can't beat Queen in a garden with 25 people, can you really? And we will be issuing a full and frank apology to Bette Midler uh, in the aftermath of this episode for getting her mixed up with Barbara Streisand. So look, look out for that on our Twitter account in the coming days. Sorry, Bette, I know you're a big fan of the podcast.
If you enjoyed the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Your Fest Podcast. You can follow today's guest, Suze Kempner, at Suze UK, S-O-O-Z-U-K. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Gabriel, and you can follow Tommy on Twitter and Instagram at... Tom, Andrew, Stu. Beautiful. And we'll be back again next week for episode seven of Your Fest. Is there a cowboy uh, say, way of saying goodbye? Oh, no. Bye, partner. <laughs> um, and normalize, normalize songstress. Always. Hashtag normalize songstress. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.